welcome to Date Card Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And I would like to open the podcast today with a prayer. (laughs) 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 Okay. Uh, Not a fan, huh? (laughs) I I really thought it would go over well. I thought maybe the Maddie Pruitt fan accounts would fucking leave us alone for a day if we opened with prayer. Um, Nope. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Happy New Year, everybody. I think this is our first episode of the New Year. I'm sure you missed us. We've been gone for four days. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not nearly enough for people to actually miss us, I feel like. Oh, no. Nobody misses us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Please, a few more days (laughs) without you guys talking, for the love of Christ. Um, (laughs) But no, I mean, yeah, Happy New Year. It was kind of a big holiday uh for us and the fact that we got a patreon yeah um so for those of you who don't know january 1st we started our patreon um so if you like what we do uh and you want to have more of it for whatever reason (laughs) first of all you're psycho um but we appreciate it we like doing stuff like this we get to do some fun bonus episodes and connect more closely with people that um like to talk to us yeah and uh we're excited to build community with you guys it's gonna be good and, good uh, times yeah so like we have um some stuff in the works mm-hmm, we can mm-hmm. hope to expand that in the future but for now we're just sort of testing the waters Danica and i still have to like actually figure out how we're gonna do any of these lives and stuff but you know it's gonna happen yeah it's gonna happen yeah, but we have some exciting plans already, and yeah. we'll be, like, announcing them as we figure them out. Um, so if you want to hop on at any point, at any level, mm-hmm. feel free to join us. It's going to be fun. For sure. And if you are currently already um, in it, go ahead and go to the app and check out the post we posted today. We're going to be doing, like, weekly discussion boards where people can say their opinions if they want to talk to each other. And then um, I posted the beginning of my... the. Beginning of the end, probably for me, um, just <laughs> making Jan on corner official, and I'm yeah. already scared because people are already suggesting the things I don't want to talk about. So oh. anyway, <laughs> oh goodness, yeah, I can't wait to uh, call the police on Jenna <laughs> later this month for just <laughs> making shit up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She is usually pretty spot on, and um, I'm scared of her. She's oh, too well. powerful. And yeah. she needs to be stopped. I mean, speaking of which, we were kind of wrong about a lot of people last week, apparently. Yeah, I think our, the vibes were just off. I think it's because they made all these contestants scrub their things. So, like, <laughs> our our gaydar, if you will, <laughs> for problematic contestants is off. Uh, yeah, I want to, like, officially remove Abigail from my <laughs> my watch list. Um, <laughs> Apologies, my apologies. Um, <laughs> we all make mistakes. We um, all we all fuck up. Um, but I'm keeping everyone else on the list. <laughs> yeah. So far. Currently, again, it's just a watch list. I'm not, like, I'm not here to make any definitive calls this early into anything. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, the term watch list isn't at all um, <laughs> frightening. <laughs> Famously, the FBI is just, you know, it's just a for fun. It's no big deal. It's fine. Just make sure you don't do anything wrong at all. Yeah, or yeah. Find you. Yeah, Jenna's not watching very closely or anything. Oh my god. I, I don't be afraid of her. Better hobbies. 
mm-hmm. but really, <laughs> the only hobby I had this week, Danica, was um, waking up every morning thinking about Peter and Kelly. Oh, that's great. I yeah. haven't done that for a while. Yeah, I know, right? I, that was that was definitely like, oh, throwback to early 2020, you know, mm-hmm. like waking up thinking about Peter and Kelly, yeah. <laughs> going to sleep thinking about Peter and Kelly. And, the beginning of hell. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, that's how I got COVID, basically, is I was up every day thinking about them. And every day breathing in Kelly and Peter. <laughs> Mess. And, um... So, I mean, he decided on January, or sorry, December 31st, um, in the middle of the day, to announce that he and Kelly broke up. Um, mm. I did think it was really nice of him to do that, just to, like, keep it in 2020. Like, we didn't need that, you know? You know, I think he's a coward, because I bet <laughs> that was his New Year's resolution to break up with Kelly, and he waited until the very last second. <laughs> What a fucking jerk. <laughs> Procrastinator. That's true. Because here's the thing. We don't really know why they broke up. I mean, if you've been following the Instagram, you know that basically every day I just get keep to commenting on it because I just keep getting new reports. I mean, it's the same reports, but it's like I'll get one report that it's definitely because he cheated. I'll get another report that'd be like, no, it's definitely because she left him because he's boring and dumb and poor. Um, well, not poor, but you know, like poor for, <laughs> poor for Bachelor Nation leads. <laughs> Embarrassing, middle class, <laughs> gross, um, scum, Ugh. and uh, and you know, I'll just say this: it it wasn't a very like satisfying breakup because, like, you know, when Becca dumped Garrett, like we all like you know did a shot because, like, yes, dump your racist boyfriends twenty twenty, but uh. No, both of them are MAGA, so it's like, uh, yeah. team nobody? <laughs> yes, team us. We won. <laughs> we won. Yeah, we survived that relationship. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, I read something today that it was, um, I mean, I think a, a lot of people are blaming his mom. Mm-hmm. But I read a thing today that seemed pretty compelling, that she was just, you know, kind of butting in on their relationship a lot. And that mm-hmm. seems kind of... That tracks for me, I guess. Yeah. Because um, I think she's just a little bit more involved than I would like my parents to be in my relationships. <laughs> I don't know that that's the reason why they broke up, but it's, like, weird that in his breakup thing, he's like, my mom loved her. Like, so? <laughs> why is that relevant? Stop. <laughs> and his mom commenting below, like, all of some random shit, and then, like, love mom and dad. It's like, What? And then she deletes the comment. Oh my god, it's so fucking weird. And then Kelly leaving him out to dry for like four or five days. Queen that shit. was the best move that she ever made in my in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally agree. Like, she is gonna drag this shit into the new year. Yes. Yeah. Well, hey, good for her, I guess. Um, I think she's probably gonna do. Uh, based on some reports, she'll probably do a tell-all interview with uh, the chicks in the office. Mm. Um. So take that prediction, and then when it happens, thank me. Um, anyway, uh, but let's try not to think about them anymore until, of course, we know more information and I can rest easy at night. Um, uh, but I guess the, it was kind of a slow week otherwise, but the, probably the most important thing that happened to us <clears throat> is that Bennett proved himself again to be... Um, 
A loser? So relatable. Okay. Oops. 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 <laughs> Two things can be true. It's true. I'm also a fucking loser. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Cause now that you have access to Descartes Pod Instagram and you have your own personal, do you think you're gonna start like you could accidentally comment like on Date Card Pod's post, but See, like signed up as Date Card Pod? Oh, I've almost done that so many times. But my favorite thing is when you respond to something that I post as Date Card Pod. And I'm like, guys, please know that this wasn't me. Like, (laughs) it was Jenna, because it makes me look like I'm commenting on my own shit. Oh my god, Like, you are, like, you're creating this reality for me. So I really do look like a fucking loser, like, multiple (laughs) times a week. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I'm totally thinking about like recently Andrew posted oh yeah there was like this meme going around where this like evangelical dude who's like a coach for women who are like difficult you know great he's just like things that are like true if you're a whore or whatever and it's just like has bangs uh wears big glasses um Uh, wears mom pants and I'm just like how does that make you a whore those are the least flattering pants in the world and yes I own a lot of them mm-hmm. but yeah like Andrew retweeted it and he was like ah yes my fiance the whore and then Jenna responded from our date card account and was like you don't deserve her <laughs> <laughs> so it extremely looks like I said that Okay, well, fair enough. Um, well, Bennett did that basically. Um, yeah. But he did it in a whole new world, which is probably the, like probably my favorite thing because I do a lot of these AMA boxes, and so he <laughs> put an AMA box, show me a photo of something. Which, sir, that trend is basically over with. So why are you even bothering? Jenna, um, he's a hundred years old. Like, how is he supposed to understand anything? Fair. And then he <laughs> basically has a photo already in his his. Um, photo album in his phone ready of him as a baby and he wants to talk about his his trauma story and so he swipes up to put the photo in and then he swipes down to bring the AMA box in and then he types in show me a photo of when you struggled and then he shares that. But he that. said quote unquote Bennett struggling. Yeah. And I mean like to be fair he didn't get to share his trauma <laughs> and I mean like there was that moment between he and Noah where Noah was like, you're privileged. And he was like, I had a really hard childhood. No proof. Like, footage not found. He mm-hmm. found the footage. And it was him being a premature infant. <laughs> I feel that sound like a bitch and I'm laughing at it. <laughs> I, it's just like, if, if the only time you remember struggling when you are like a 40-year-old Harvard graduate is a time that you do not remember when you were an infant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's privilege, sir. <laughs> sir. Sir, hello? And, like, I don't know, you're fine. You just don't know how to use the internet. That's your biggest struggle right now. Yeah. Um, if you need help, let us know. I have more time than I... No, I don't have any time, actually. Mm-hmm. He can but subscribe to a new tier on the Patreon, which is <laughs> just help for Bennett. <laughs> Help for Bennett. I love that dear. Um, but before we move on, it was pretty funny. Uh, I urge anyone to go back into the comment thread of that post that I, I posted on our page. 
um, people were tagging Maddie, um, being like, oh my god, so real and genuine. Um, in reference, of course, to when Maddie did the same thing as Bennett, basically using a Finsta account mm-hmm. um, last year. And then we got this, like, rogue Maddie Stan account that came in and kept, like, telling us to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, this is getting really old. And then also was, like, defending, like, Bachelor fan accounts. She was like, it's been around forever since, like, Colton's season. I'm like, that was two years ago. That's not forever. It's not You're forever. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is Maddie. I think it's Maddie. Yeah, like, I think it's Maddie, too. It has to be Maddie. Ugh. It was, it was just, like, honestly so embarrassing. Like, someone told her today to look up the Streisand effect, and she just put no. <laughs> I'm like, stop commenting! You are wild! <laughs> oh my god. The Instagram is so fun sometimes. <laughs> it really is. Sometimes it's, like, the best thing ever, and then sometimes it's really dark Yeah. scary. I feel like every time I go on the account, I get hung up on, like, one thing, and I just don't let it die. <laughs> For the rest of the day. Like, I've texted you probably 40 times today, and it was all about one thing. <laughs> one DM. <laughs> like, wait, I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, I'm mentally ill. That's fine. That's fine. Um, It's totally fine. Um, It's been so, a slow week, like we said. Yeah, it was a slow week otherwise. But now we're back into the thick of it, because we have a new season of The Bachelor. Um... I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of, I feel like I'm almost like in a fog, you know, like last night's episode was great and I enjoyed it, but I was also like at the end of it, I was like, what just happened? Like, I don't even really know what happened. Mm-hmm. And I mean, these episodes, like usually the first couple are just hard anyway, because it's like, sure. what do you even like, what, I, what did happen? I don't know. Like 30 women got like two seconds of airtime. So it's mm-hmm. like really hard to recap it. Yes. And... It's, like, a whole lot of nothing, but, like, at the end of... Or, like, when you, like, look back at it, like, mm-hmm. actually a whole fuck ton of shit happened last night. That's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Let's get into it, shall Let's we? Let's do it! Um, so, we're getting to know Matt. Mm-hmm. I would just like to say, ahead of time, last week we talked a little bit about how um, we were really just, like, trying to separate our like biases about him like being friends with Tyler because we aren't huge fans of Tyler and like Mm -hmm. trying to like just give him a chance Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad we did that because I found him to be incredibly endearing and charming Mm -hmm. and he was so nervous last night and like it just seemed like really sweet and pure and I am glad that we decided to do that um because being bitter is fun sometimes (laughs) but not all the time and there are plenty of other people we can be bitter at (laughs) Well, and Based he, on what we saw he last also night. will probably make us bitter, too, later in the season. I mean, That's fine. Like we said, the leads are not always our favorites. You know, by the mm-hmm. end of the season, you don't like a lead because mm-hmm. they make choices that go against, like, what you think you personally would do, you know? Oh, yeah. When was the last time we liked a man? I don't remember. <sighs> Maybe this will change it. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. Here's how um, I was hoping. So, for those of you who don't know or haven't listened before, like, typically... Um, Jenna and I watch live the night of, and then I'll watch it again the next day when I take notes for the episode. Um, and then I'll just like read recaps sort of like at the same time. So I can, I make sure we don't miss anything like major. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this. Oh my God. I'm so fucking mad still. This, 
this woman who does <laughs> all of the Entertainment Weekly recaps. I feel like I read her last season and I didn't see, you know, like any problems with it. Mm-hmm. But this girl fucking hates women. Mm. And like So she starts off this her recap. So like last night if you remember, it started with Katie yeah. showing up with I don't even know what it was. It was a black box. <laughs> How the fuck do I know what that is? Um, <laughs> You've never seen one in your life. No, never. Because um, uh, I've never come before. Um, so this this journalist starts off the article with, um, quote, while the world still isn't back to n- normal yet, I'm happy to report that one thing remains blissfully consistent. Ladies, in quotes on The Bachelor are still happy to separate themselves from their dignity if it means more camera time. Case in point. And then she shows a picture of Katie with the black box. And then she later describes it as an unfortunate bit of business. Yeah. (laughs) Great, 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 great. And you know that I don't like being controversial, but fuck this bitch. That's so fucking rude and unnecessary. I will defend Katie and that black box with my life. Like, I'm seriously, like, liberal women make me so fucking sick sometimes because, like, they're really telling on themselves. Like, that article just screamed, like, like, I don't come. (laughs) And I hate women that do. Like, just, like, grow up. Leave us sex-positive hoes alone. We're funny and cool and hot and beautiful. And enjoying ourselves. And you're bitter and rude. And you definitely don't moisturize. I'm just, like, I'm tired of her. This is the first paragraph, and I'm just angry. Um, Leave me alone with my crayon. Jenna, you have your 8,000 vibrators that I've seen so many times, I don't know even what to do with it. Yeah. Stay out of Katie and Taylor's mentions. They're all too good for you. I'll be praying for you. Thank you. Like, that was my biggest takeaway when I saw Lauren Zima's, like, shitty polls today on the internet. Was like, gosh... Yeah, I guess the majority of Bachelor Nation, like, they just really hated the woman in lingerie and they hated the woman with the vibrator because, like, how else are they going to look at their husband who's sitting next to them on the couch and continue the lie that they tell their husband that they, that the husband gets them off? It's like, no, the husband's not getting them off. They're using a vibrator. And so they have, every time they see one, they have to be like, how rude and gross and disgusting. Oh, it's, it's just... In their dignity, this person says they separate themselves from their dignity. Excuse you? I just like I don't get it. I don't like. I really just wish they would say like I hate women, and then we could move on. <laughs> like then, cool. She she just has like huge pick me energy, and I'm like, okay, no, no men are reading this. What are you like? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Well, I, I will. I will be roasting her throughout because I could. I'm fixating on her so that I don't look at our Instagram messages. That's fair. Um, uh, <laughs> but moving on for now. Moving on. We uh, start off the show with a shot of basically the rudest mansion I've ever seen. Um, Tasha <laughs> and Claire deserves way better. Um, <laughs> rude. It's so not good. Um, Chris explains to Matt. Um, Explains to us that Matt has uh, never been on the franchise before. Uh, shocker. What? What? Oh, this what? is news to me. Rude. 
Um, but that when they announced him, they had a record number of submissions from women who wanted to marry his ass. Um, and it's not hard to see why. He is the the most handsome lead I have seen ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he is 10 feet tall. He is into charitable giving. He has very nice teeth. He likes kids. Um, he's friends, of course, with Tyler Cameron, um, who white America is obsessed with for some reason. Mm. Um, just love yourself 10% more. Um, <laughs> and he has strong moral beliefs. Um, his parents, like many parents, are divorced. So relatable. I'll give him that. Loved mm-hmm. that. Um, and he, Matt is nervous that he won't be able to model a healthy relationship because he came from a single parent um, home. And that's relatable for sure. Um, fortunately, his mother, Celine Dion, uh, <laughs> is there to offer him moral support. Um, she starts by asking the totally normal question that all mothers ask, um, when do you think you were last vulnerable? And is there one thing you fear more than anything else? Spiders. Like, <laughs> literally, like, Tilda Swinton, get out of here. Why are you asking these questions? Bjork? What? When did you become a parent? I don't know. Um... <laughs> So he sort of talks about how 2020, like, COVID has shifted his perspective on how relationships should operate, how things are. He knows not to, like, take anything for granted, that things could change at the drop of a hat, nothing's Mm -hmm. guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Um, So he says something to the effect of, like, the perfect love story is your story, the perfect life is the one you live. There's no such thing as a perfect family, so he's sort of letting go of all these expectations. His mom replies... It's just whatever your family is, it's perfect, and you just make the most of it and care for each other. Mom, your listening comprehension skills <laughs> need work. That is not what we said. <laughs> but okay. You have a very busy tour schedule, and I, I appreciate the effort that you put in to be a part of this episode. <laughs> um, she's excited for him, though. She seems really sweet. Um, she thinks he's going to do well in the process, and she thinks that he's ready. So I trust her. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get a beautiful montage of this man brooding. I think he went to like the Ben Higgins like school of brooding. He's brooding <laughs> on a rock. He's standing on a bridge. He's just like looking in the distance, really contemplating his whole you know perspective journey. And I was like, he. I mean, he may not have been on the show before, but he's doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we get the like Rocky workout montage, and yes. like the producers finally cut out the bit where we get to see the bachelor shower. And which leads us to wonder if a bachelor showers and we didn't see it, is he really even the bachelor? <laughs> or does he even shower? Does he even shower? Who knows? We'll find out. Maybe. We'll find out. <laughs> Later this season. <laughs> and then we get limo exits. Boop, 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 boop. So we, we, get a cu- we get a couple of like personalized intros oh, yeah. from yeah. the women. Mm-hmm. A few. Um, uh, I don't remember any of them. Um, some of them end up going home, which I was really confused by. I guess that happens. That happened before. It happened with Grocery Joe, and everyone was like, why did we even see that? Um, mm-hmm. So maybe some of them will come back. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Matt gets out of the limo. He wants to talk to Chris Harrison before the, the women arrive. Um, Chris is like, damn, you're tall. And it's true. <laughs> um as we've mentioned before, Matt is ten feet tall and Chris Harrison is four foot six. So <laughs> it's a really it's a really cute father son moment happening here in which Matt is daddy. <laughs> um, 
Chris tries to like actually like kind of push him around at one yeah. point. Yeah, it's like, like weird horseplay, and I'm just—it's like when you see like dogs at a dog park, and it's just like tiny puppy like attacks like mastiff, and it's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> well, like, well, why? <laughs> um, they like go to walk in the mansion. Chris is like, oh yeah, we just built this, you know, last month. We're basically living in squalor, and there's not enough fucking chandeliers in this place, even though there are like three outside. What the hell? Um. <laughs> And then Chris is also like, there's going to be, like, times when you want to choke me out. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, Chris, you kinky queen. I respect it. I get it. Manifest what you want for yourself in the new year. But, like, also maybe listen. I feel like that was another moment of Chris Harrison talking directly to Jenna through the TV. Um, Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, I do want to choke you out a couple times a week. Yeah. In fact. (laughs) Not in a sexy way. No, not in a sexy way. Um, But I will make it sexy because it's me. It's you. you. (laughs) Um, But also, where is his dignity? Why doesn't he respect himself? He wants to be choked out. Ugh. Um, We get into, like, a really... um, important conversation but i want to make sure we make it not as important by we talk about connie was texting me and connie was like why are their eyes so wet (laughs) this entire (laughs) scene their eyes were like misting not like crying but they were just like wet it looked like those like scenes in anime where they're they're just like really infatuated with something and like they get like the little the huge like sparkle in the middle of their eye yeah i'm like why are you guys crying Chris Harrison sitting in this chair he was like the happiest he's probably ever been in his life because he's like oh my god all of those years where I've completely ignored Black Lives Matter I've completely done nothing for anything I now can redeem all of it right now right here just by listening just by listening oh you know just allyship in action (laughs) so cute um so but they on a serious note they do talk about Matt feeling pressure um, about being the first Black Bachelor, um, especially since he's never been on the show before. This is not an enviable position. He does not really know, mm-hmm. like, based on his own personal experience, like, how this works. So mm-hmm. it's literally his first day of filming. And, like, in some ways, I'm sure that makes it easier for the women that he's about to meet. But it's definitely harder for him, especially since there are so many, like, expectations of him mm-hmm. and, like, the weight that he has to carry given the position that he's in. Um, so he talks about wanting to manage viewer expectations, especially those with what he calls old school views, um, being biracial and not wanting to disappoint white audience members or black audience members. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, people want you to end up with a certain type of person. I don't want to piss off black people. I don't want to piss off white people, but I'm both of those. How do I please everybody? Um, and Harrison, who is very well known for handling issues of race delicately and, you know, with the grace it deserves. Um, <laughs> you remember his excuses for not hiring a black lead years ago. Um, people need jobs. People they can't have jobs. them if there's a black lead. Shut up, bitch. Um, he just says simply, that's a lot to carry. Um, and it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most important thing is if you come out of this with joy, peace, love and you have an amazing woman that shares those things um chris harrison's new line of merch joy peace love will be on a piece of driftwood at a target by valentine's day (laughs) i cannot wait to buy it and then burn it (laughs) to the ground um 
this is where like a moment for me that Matt um <clears throat> also uh make sure you listen to the end of the episode. We had a couple people send in recordings um some uh black viewers of the show and they speak on the topic that we just talked about a little bit in the recording. So just make sure you listen to that cuz uh we are two white women who ugh. that's not our lane. It's not our lane to discuss um, that particular pressure um, and 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 what, how he spoke on it. I mean, we're gonna we'll talk about it in the bigger scheme of things, but yeah. Um, but there's a moment next that kind of like spoke that made me like connect with Matt a little bit, and this is what I kind of needed to connect with him as he shares that he's doesn't know if he's ever been in love before, um, and that his opinion of what love has changed, and he talks about how being vulnerable has caused heartache. Um, but that he's committed to letting his guard down and that he's ready to offer his heart to someone through this process. And to me, that was <clears throat> a relatable cause I have issues with vulnerability. I've also had my definitions of love change over the years. Oh, however, my definition of love is that it doesn't exist and that it's a lie. But, um, famously also- said the episode before I got engaged. <laughs> yes. It is a lie and is a waste of time anyway. Um, but that, you know, I could kind of, like, look at some of his, what I can perceive as not settling down prior to the show as him talking about his issues with vulnerability and letting his walls down and getting close to people. And it's easier to be close to the people who you don't have close, you know? There's a mm-hmm. better way to say that phrase, but, like, you'll keep the people who you actually want to have close to you at a distance because you're afraid of pain and he has come from a single parent household, you know? So uh, mm-hmm. that I needed that to kind of be like, all right, that's going to be my journey with Matt this season is his ability to let down his walls and um, go on that journey. Yeah. And I think like ultimately, um, I mean, coming from like a quote unquote, like broken household, mm-hmm. um, that's not really how I mean, like I grew up with a single mom mm-hmm. as well. So like his experience with that is definitely relatable. Like I feel like I have have had and probably still have to a certain extent like I just don't have a lot of like great examples of like family members who have been able to like make relationships work right which has taught me more about what I don't want than what I do want but like Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful that he gets to discover like patterns that he does want and like reaffirm what he's not looking for Mm -hmm. um because that pattern can be like scary to think about yeah. Like, as a recently to... engaged person, like, that's something I do think about a lot. So he's he's definitely, um, I hope he knows that he's connected to more people than he knows, just yes. with that experience alone. Yes, exactly. He is definitely not alone in that. Nope. Mm-mm-mm. And he's definitely not alone because he has all of America watching him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which is so... So that's another thing I was going to say is like, I read this article today and maybe it was some, maybe it was like discourse happening on the Instagram or something, but like somebody was saying, like there was like a headline that was like really sensationalist that was like, Matt James as the bachelor has like lowest um, viewership of, you know, like any season or whatever. And this it's sensationalist because this is the reason why supposedly um, they didn't want a black lead because (laughs) Famously, quote unquote, like Rachel's season was the least watched and like in recent memory, at least. Mm -hmm. And 
that happens for a number of reasons. Like, yes. people are fucking racist. That's true. But I think it was Mike Johnson um, went on to Rachel's podcast when it first started. And he was like, yeah, the racists are going to drop off. But having a black lead br- brings in mm-hmm. black people to watch the show. And then they keep watching after that. Yes, exactly. Like, so you're getting a whole new demographic. And also... I think it said something like 5 million people tuned into Matt, which mm-hmm. was lower than any other season in the last, like, five years. Colton had 5.1 million. Mm-hmm. So just shut up. And here's the thing. You're com- and the person that we were talking about in the DMs, this article is comparing Colton, who's the worst Bachelor we've had in general in a <laughs> lot of ways. No, no, but, like, I mean, generally, people didn't want him. No, you know? nobody they didn't, they, wanted him. They, no one wanted him, and they did it because they were going to shove this virgin shit down our mouths. And the thing is, ABC does not realize they lose audience members every season because they continue to also put out a sexist, antiquated, hyper-religious product that, again, I don't know why we're watching. Um, but no, they, <laughs> they just, like, there's so many other layers to why people drop off. Mm-hmm. And then to compare it to Colton, one of their worst bachelors, is like, that's just, it's so stupid. And it isn't that big of a margin. And then also we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like ABC's numbers have dropped across the board, but The Bachelor is still doing, it's like one of its best shows that ABC has. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just silly. And it is like, it's like clickbait or whatever. It's just supposed to get people all riled up, but it's yeah. like. <laughs> well, I think too, um. I mean, I think there's something to be said for, like, I don't want to bring up Tyler again, but, like, mm-hmm. Tyler was a hit with young people. Mm-hmm. I'm also assuming that, um, you know, Matt James has been made popular by mm-hmm. young people as well. Yeah. And, like, most of my friends, like, I I mean, I'm, like, late 20s. Most of my friends watch the next day on Hulu because we don't have TV. Right. Like, the only reason we have TV is because our roommate has, you know, access to it. Yeah. And so, like, I don't think there are that many people, like, our age that actually, like, watch live unless they make it a point to watch live. And I think everybody else, then, like, the the numbers next day aren't included in that at all. Yeah, like, exactly. So. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Eventually the show will go on to a streaming service and then all of this will be a moot point. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's just the way TV is going, you know. Mm-hmm. But also... ABC needs to actually get its shit together more and more. They're going to keep alienating people, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not because of a black lead, you know? No. It's because of the alienating that they're doing for all the other choices that they're making. Like yeah. having some fucking guy grab Claire by the neck. Like, people are not going to tune in if they feel triggered by this and ABC is not taking care of them. Mm-mm. Stupid. Whew. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about the women. <laughs> Oh, man. What are... Oh, yep. 36 minutes in and we haven't started the episode. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Limo exits, baby. Um, I want to start off by saying everyone is so fucking beautiful. It makes me sick. <laughs> rude. Um, it's extremely rude. Um, and, you know, it's also making Matt sick. He <laughs> says nothing. <laughs> For like an hour. He's just like, it's so sweet. He seems so fucking nervous. It's so relatable. Like, um, he meets, is it Mari or Mary? I can't remember. Mari, I think. Mari. Um, he says, uh, 
do you ever meet somebody and you don't know what to say? That was that moment. Trying to be smooth, but you can't sometimes. I'm just like, oh, you sweet little little baby. <laughs> you can't. He's sweet. I like him. Um, he says later, like, my heart is racing a mile a minute. And, like, I'm trying to come across, like, I've got it all together, but I really don't. And that's me during this podcast, too. It's incredibly fucking relatable. (laughs) Um, Some of the more notable limo exits include uh, Kristen, who's a lawyer, um, who says, you've been found found guilty of being incredibly fine. See, that's that's it, Matt. That's the smooth shit right there. (laughs) Mm, I didn't like it. (laughs) Okay. It's like, we don't believe in the carceral system here. (laughs) I mean, true. But this Mm -hmm. is her her vibe. Let's just... That's okay. Um, we have, uh, we also have Anna, um, or is it Anna? I think it's Anna. I think mm. it's Anna. Who is notably over-caffeinated. <laughs> shows up with a survival kit, complete with tiny uh, red flags and a stress ball. Uh, not to be confused with the large meatball we see later. Uh, Kayla shows up in a truck to remind Matt of the of home, from which is North Carolina. Um, uh, Sine. We never yes. learned her. I feel like they never said it on the show. I was like looking for it last night. Yeah. And I don't. I think, think it is. Sine is wearing uh, goat slippers. I'm not sure why. Um. I think it's like a greatest of all time thing. But yeah. that joke got lost on me, and she went home, and that's mm-hmm. why. Your joke you doesn't go. make sense, girlfriend. Elena uh, pulls a Lady of the Tramp spaghetti meme, uh, moment. Um, and then of course we get Callie who arrives in the robe and lingerie. Sorry, lingerie. Um. <laughs> Lingery. Lingery. <laughs> as, as Kiara would say from Peter's season. Um, and asks him which dress he prefers. And, and Matt he chooses picked the, the wrong ugly one. one. Yeah, <laughs> he picked the ugly one. Sorry. <laughs> Sir. Oh. That was a moment where I was like, I don't trust him anymore. He had to earn it back throughout the episode. <laughs> Why would you make it? Oh, that one was very bad. Um... So this is a moment where I once again have to bring up this <laughs> Entertainment Weekly writer. I just, like, please, guys, just, like, look up EW Bachelor Recap. It's, like, atrocious yeah. woman-hating shit. Like, mm-hmm. um, she she wrote, this is a quote from her article, Yep, this quote-unquote hostess from Chicago shows up in her underwear and asks Matt to pick her dress. And what do you know? Matt loves it. You gotta love a woman with confidence, he says. I love that she did that. Why is hostess in quotes? Like, it, it seems like every time she does that, she's just she just wants to say the word whore so bad. <laughs> like, just fucking say it, you coward. They're not checking your work. <laughs> Stupid ass. Um, it, it just, like, feels really slut-shamey. And, like, it's one of those things where people are like, you're reading into it a little much. But it, it's really gross. Oh, um, yeah. There's absolutely no reason to do that. Just call her profession what she is. Or you, she could just say her name. Like, yeah. So Callie shows up and, you know, like, she doesn't... She's reducing her and making sure that we know that she doesn't have a quote-unquote to this woman a respectable job. Mm-mm. When frontline workers... uh. Or essential workers, sorry, not frontline. Essential <laughs> workers are restaurant staff, and mm-hmm. they're getting completely ignored during this pandemic, and it's it's trash. So, also, like, what is wrong with underwear? She was wearing a like she was wearing a robe. It's Bennett cool. wore a robe all last season. No one's calling him a whore. <laughs> I'm calling Bennett up. a loser, but not a whore. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes he were a whore. He wishes. Grow up. Um. So. 
I would like to shout out our girl from the home team, mm-hmm. Abigail, who we apologized to earlier in the episode. <laughs> um, she shows up and lets Matt know that she's deaf and that she'll be reading his lips. She says, thankfully, you have really beautiful lips, so I'm not complaining. I melted on the spot. I was like, I have never heard anything so lovely and wonderful. <laughs> and I really hope that she'll be our friend, even though we said something rude about her last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that mean. No, it, w- it was speculation. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I, I came correct. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um, in our favorite moment of the night, I will say, I would. I have. I have to admit that I was wrong about something last week because last week when when we were reading the cast bios, I was very sus of Katie because mm-hmm. her ABC bio is not doing her any favors. I will stand by that. The ABC bio sucks. Um, from what I can tell, she seems lovely and funny. It's basically, like, she's basically our, like, proxy on the show. This is what one of us would do if we were on the show. Literally. Um, so I apologize to Katie. I was wrong. Um, (laughs) she brought us our favorite moment of the night. She exits the limo with the black box. Can't tell what's under there. Um, this caused hysteria among Bachelor fans who hate coming. Um... (laughs) (laughs) and sent this EW writer down a spiral that um, honestly was very funny. Um, The EW writer says, do we need to talk about the fact that Katie handed Matt the vibrator, which would be extremely unhygienic if it is, in fact, her personal sex toy? There ain't enough soap in the world to make that okay. Like, okay, entertainment journalist Kristen Baldwin, just admit that you're fucking nasty and unhygienic with your own sex toys and leave. Like, you are ultimately just telling on yourself that you're fucking gross and don't wash your sex toys. (laughs) Thank you for entering the chat. You may leave now. (laughs) She also, like, indicates later in the article that Katie has no class. Like, she just, like, she uses the word, like, classy in that that way. And I'm just like, I'm gonna vomit. Like, this is just so uncalled for. Um, Kristen, you should be fired from your job at Entertainment Weekly. Katie is funny as hell. Um, <laughs> you're the loser in this situation. Congratulations, Mary Bennett. Thank you. Um, yeah, people, you can wash your vibrators. It's pretty simple. I do it you all the time. Put... And okay. I, I use mine famously. If you haven't followed me on my personal account, I've, I have an old bit I used to stand up, do stand up about. I've done many videos about it. If you are having a sinus infection and have severe sinus pressure happening, take your vibrator and turn it on and run it against your sinuses. It will cure your actual sinus pressure. I am serious. I'm not kidding now. DM me if you want questions or a video. I have 20 of them above my laptop right now I can show Mm you. Um, I will say as much as I love Katie and I love this moment and will stand forever, um it's a shitty looking vibrator and if she like if she needs me to like send her like 20 bucks to buy her about like a better one like it's totally well she just has to dm us honestly i think yeah we're doing a fundraiser for a better vibrator for katie yeah there are better ones honey you 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 deserve better yeah man that should be one of our patreon things How much would it cost to do custom like dildos or vibrators? We could do like a clona willy of they have a vibrating one clona willy and we can shape it like somebody's pp. Um, not not pp's pp. Oh my god! Wait, do you remember when you used to do like comedy sets and I would go and um, be drunk and yell all the time? Yeah. But 
there were times it. when you had um like customized like butt plugs and stuff. Yeah. We should we should do merch, I think. Oh my god, you're right. I have one of the customized ones right above me right now. Yeah, we gotta do bachelor shit like that. Okay. Can we have one with Chris Harrison's face on it? Oh yeah. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. yes! Okay. Yes. I love this. Okay. <laughs> New back, merch. Back to uh <laughs> Yeah. New merch. Back to what we were talking about. Um so next uh we have Ileana, um <laughs> Who brings a giant purse meatball, um, but the sex toy is the thing that's unhygienic and weird. You know, Entertainment Weekly reporter Kristen Baldwin didn't have a problem with giant meatball in the purse, but, you know, dildos are weird. Sorry, vibrators are weird. Um, Okay, I digress. Um, Next, we are introduced to the woman who we, and especially me, will be rightfully cyberbullying for the rest of 2021 and beyond. Um, Victoria, age 27, um, is carried in by four dudes from the production staff. She hands Matt a crown from Party City and states, uh, as she's walking away from him, I know I made a good first impression. Um, then she falls down the fucking stairs. And that is queen shit. I hope she does it for the rest of the season. I, I fucking hate her. It's the only way she can redeem herself is she just falls on her fucking face. Oh my god. It's just... I have a lot to... We, we will talk more about her yes, coming up. I no. just... I have no apologies about how much I dislike this person. Yeah, she's really... She's really something special, for sure. As far as upcoming <laughs> villain. Yeah. I a special oh. kind of awful that I haven't it's... experienced in a while on the franchise. <laughs> exactly. no, that's what's almost like refreshing about it is it's like a little different. Um <laughs> it's gonna be real fun. Yeah. Um then we uh we officially start the cocktail party. I think Katie comes in and like taps the fucking vibrator against her cocktail and is like, mm-hmm. let's fucking do this shit. <laughs> um no sorry. First we have to have our very important prayer session. Oh, very important. Okay, so, yeah. Matt comes in. He starts off the night by praying. Um, this has been, like, kind of, like, a, a discoursey thing. I want to treat it with the nuance it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, like, just, for those of you who haven't listened for a long time, I'm, like, former evangelical, like, went to Christian college. Uh, was, like, a Christian my whole life growing up. Um, I get the culture. I think it's weird. Take that with what you will. Like, I'm definitely biased. Um, Mm -hmm. Maddie Pruitt loved it. Um, (laughs) Probably said the whole, like, Lord, I've seen what you've done for others. (laughs) And I pray you do the same for me. Um, Yeah, there was, like, a headline today that was, like, Bachelor Nation's Madison Pruitt praises Matt James for leading the women in prayer. And it's just, like, why? Why do I read? (laughs) Again. That's your problem. Yeah. See, like... (laughs) Again, I'm anti-feminist. I didn't want to learn how to read because this is the only thing I'm reading. Yuck. <laughs> it's ruining your brain. <laughs> it's ruining. I lose brain cells every day from The Bachelor. Um, <laughs> and not from watching it, just reading about it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, giving this the nuance it deserves. Like, I'm of two minds. Like, on the one hand, religion and spirituality, super big deal to some people. I'm not one of them. Um, it's nice that the women know up front that this is something that he finds to be important. So it isn't like a deal breaker that they talk about later. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the way that like sort of we saw with Ivan and Tasha, where we didn't really know what happened and they found out, you know, week of fantasy suites that they just like weren't compatible in that regard. Like maybe Ivan was flexible, but that wasn't like a flexible thing for her mm-hmm. or it's an easy way to break up with somebody, which is totally valid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like on the one hand, it's good. Like nobody needs to waste their time if that's not for them. Um, on the other hand, the show just has gotten so like deeply evangelical in a way that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and we've just, especially in the last like maybe like five years of watching the franchise, it's sort of the same like sort of tired narrative over and over. Like Colton is a virgin. Like, Chris Sewell's was super Christian. Ashley was a virgin. Heather's never been kissed. Hannah Brown was like, Jesus loves me even though I fuck. Luke Uh, P was like a born again virgin. Yeah. We have like this whole like weird don't look at guys in their underwear thing from Yosef. Like, it's it's just gotten a little bit nasty and that's not. Not nasty in that being evangelical is bad. That's not what I'm saying. Just, Mm -hmm. like, deeply entrenched evangelical beliefs that are not, you know, applicable to everybody and are, like, honestly a little bit, like, offensive sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like the whole franchise is ignoring the portion of the fan base who is either not religious, is either religiously or culturally Jewish, Mm -hmm. or Muslim, or any other, you know, like, sort of religion, Um, and, like, I mean, if anybody else were of, like, a different background and did the same thing, like, basically making a prayer sort of, like, mandatory, not mandatory, because, like, I hope it wasn't mandatory anyway, but, um, if the same thing had been done by somebody in a different religion, people would be upset, (laughs) you know? And for probably good reason. Yeah, and there's pressure in that moment, like, we didn't see everyone's faces, but, like, if anyone had gotten up and said, no, this is not for me, they would have been painted with, like, this, like, you know, negative light in the media and the franchise. I mean, not from, like, people like us, but, like, that would have been a whole fucking story arc, and they would have been probably harassed by, like, religious Mm -hmm. people being like, what? You That's know, so disrespectful. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just, like, bow your head or whatever? Like, you didn't have to actually pray. Like, it's just such a double standard, but, mm-hmm. like, the opposite hasn't ever happened, so we haven't had to, like, deal with it yet, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, a lot of these points were made much more clearly and succinctly um, in Emily Barak's post on uh, the website Hey Alma. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's worth a read, like, if you guys have time. Um it's one of, it makes the argument that I think is really smart where like the recent like string of like Christian leads, um, basically ensures that the next lead is also going to be like an evangelical Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, so like if faith is a deal breaker for the lead, it's very unlikely that we're going to get people of different faiths, um, in the top six, which means there's not going to be a bachelor or bachelorette of a different faith, um, next season. Mm -hmm. So, like, all of that context said, ultimately, I hope that the women didn't feel any undue pressure to participate in prayer, if that's not something they believe in. Um, but again, like, I don't think anybody has a problem with Matt being a Christian, but it's I think it's irresponsible and kind of silly to assume that 32 strangers in a room with you are all on the same page as you are as far as something that is, like, deeply personal 
And uh-huh. at best, I think it's just not cool. Um, <laughs> and, at, and at worst, it could be, like, honestly, kind of violent, you know? Oh, I mean, it, it, it's very uh, exclusionary. Mm-hmm. If there was somebody in the room that wasn't, you know, of Jewish faith or other uh, Muslim faith. And, and I think I saw somewhere that there was, like, somebody who um was jewish was going to be on the show and then didn't go on at the last minute maybe because of covid reasons or something and it's Mm -hmm. just like so then you start to wonder was was there literally no one else in that room that had other faith Mm -hmm. maybe there was people in there who were atheists or um agnostic but like oof that's that's like kind of another troubling thing like did they entirely cast an entire uh, 32 women who were oh man yeah it's a it's it's kind of a mind fuck and (laughs) but like i think the most generous take we can have is that like it's probably not cool to assume that and i wish that it hadn't happened yeah yeah that seems really like wish... a thing that he he could have prayed about that on his own, and he could have like mm-hmm. had these conversations later down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, mm-hmm. forcing is not the right word. But basically, like he's in somewhat of a powerful position as the lead, so you're going to be singled out immediately if you don't like comply. And it's yeah. night one, and you're getting to know this person. <sighs> Just something yeah. to think about. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, um, we hear a lot of amens, a couple of yes lords, and a lot of tears. <laughs> I was like immediately transported back to Christian college. Like Oof. the Patreon will be paying for my therapy because this brought up some. <laughs> oh, I used to be in church band. Did you know that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it, I, that sounds. Yeah. I used horrible. to lead worship at church. This is like, this was a moment for me. <laughs> well, this this reminds me, and I'm not sure if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but when I was a probably like six or seven, I my mother didn't have enough money to put me in like a summer school. Or, a, like, a summer camp thing to have me, you know, be babysat while she worked a job. So she put me in this, like, church babysitting thing. Like, this yeah. church camp um, thing that was in our in our town. And I hated it. We were not a religious family. And I didn't enjoy it. But one day during one of the days we were all just, like, doing arts and crafts or whatever, one of the teachers or whatever asked if I had been baptized. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I had said no. And she got so upset. And she basically took me over to, like, the adult side of the church and then didn't baptize me, but, like, brought me up in front of the congregation and told everyone about it. And then people came up one by one and, like, touched my head and, yeah. like, prayed over me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was pretty triggered. Like, I remember that. I very visually remember that moment of being, like, touched by, like, ten strangers praying mm-hmm. over me. Because my mother didn't want me to be saved, you know? <laughs> That's awful. It's awful! <laughs> it's awful, and it's, like, so wild, too, that, like, I mean, like, I know that, like, having grown up in the church, like, the people that teach, like, Sunday school and shit mm-hmm. are just, like, parents and grandparents. Like, they have mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. like, education and, like, childhood development. <laughs> they, like, mm-hmm. literally just, like, are there because they mean well. And mm-hmm. that's their qualification. <laughs> so, that sucks and i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay i'm uh i'm happily happily going to hell um and taking me with you i love it (laughs) um so now we're they sort of like go off on their little one-on-ones getting to know each other um so we have some cute things happen serena 
I don't remember which one. P, maybe. I might be making that up. One of them uh, pulls him aside to play chess. Neither of them know how to play at all. And it's charming and great because chess is a waste of time and I don't understand it either. Um... <laughs> Mari, who is a flight attendant, uh, talks to Matt and gives him a plane ticket that I guess has a bunch of like fun facts on it about her, um, including that she's from Puerto Rico. They start talking about the hurricane that affected Puerto Rico. And then... Unfortunately, the producers told Katie that this was the time that she should come in and interrupt this conversation. This is not Katie's <laughs> choice, everybody. Um, but I mean, it's, it sucks for Mari. I, I, I don't, you know, I feel for her in that moment for sure because Katie steps in and taps her on the shoulder with the vibrator and is like, can I steal Matt for a second? Which is amazing. Queen shit. We love it. I'm here for the act of tapping somebody on the shoulder with the vibrator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, Mari spends the rest of the evening totally like complaining about it and also basically shaming Katie about it. But yeah. I mean, I can't expect everyone to be on my level. <sighs> Terrible. Um, Kayla and Matt go back out to the truck that she arrived in. It's so uh, they have a, It's so cute. Um, they have a picnic with sweet tea, um, which really did not look like sweet tea. <laughs> what was that? That looked like... Uh, like when you eat too many vitamins. or so. it, was, it was different, you know? <laughs> Something was <laughs> off about that. Um, <laughs> then we have like a couple of other cute one-on-one moments. We get dancing lessons, ski ball, runway lessons. Chelsea. Chelsea Hell is yes. so fucking hot. I'm Oof. I can't get over it. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we are then introduced to my bread and butter. This is uh the the at least first dramatic moment um of the season. Um <laughs> Our pal Kristen over at Entertainment Weekly has dubbed it the Attention Whore Showdown. Oh, great. God, this woman is so gross. Um, This is the hill I'm going to die. I'm just going to read her recap every single week and I will roast her every... I can't help it. Um, So Queen Victoria interrupts um, Kit, who is the 21-year-old... what are they? She's a fashion designer. I well, she's like her mother's a fashion designer. She works she's, in the she works in the fashion industry in some capacity. I yeah, I want um, to say briefly, real quick. Um, her mother is um, I don't know what's her name. Something Rowley. She's a famous designer. She has a website. She sells snuggies, cashmere snuggies for three hundred dollars. Hmm. Anyway, that's what, that's what um, your Patreon subscriptions are going towards. <laughs> I have to get uh, Danica one for her birthday. So. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. Um, I want designer shit. <laughs> um, so Kit, who's 21, um, is, I mean, like, again, I talked shit about her last week. I was just like, sweetie, you're fine. <laughs> Give a girl from Idaho a chance. Um <laughs> But Queen Victoria interrupts uh, their one-on-one time by saying, Excuse me, princess, but the queen is here. And... (laughs) Oh my god. I know we've been begging for, like, petty shit and we're so disappointed. Because, like, men just... The drama is never there. It's never there in the way that I want it. All they do is just eat ham and flex at each other. (laughs) I'm fucking tired of it. But, like, this is not the petty that I was asking for. This is bad improv. This is (laughs) bad acting. I do not want to see it. And, like, I mean, this is... 
Okay, this is my cancelable moment for the episode. <laughs> and, like, if you don't like it, you can delete it from the podcast. But, first of all, it's lazy. <laughs> this woman is wasted somehow, even though they're only allowed two drinks per hour. Like, this woman has, like, glassy eyes. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, this woman is wasted. Um, Like, the fun thing about, like, Demi being an early villain, about Crystal being an early villain. Um, oh, who's another one in recent memory? Mm, Alea, kind of. Yeah. Okay, so these, like, these women are fucking hot. Yes. <laughs> and they're funny. Well, I mean, Demi was funny. Yeah. Um, and they're confident, and they have no reason to not be confident, and it pisses girls off because most of them are like pretty insecure because you know we live in a society that tears women down all the time somehow these women have managed to be cool hot and beautiful and like (laughs) confident at the same time that's fucking rad this woman has no basis for the level of confidence that she has in herself like that dress was i'm i'm gonna be a woman hater for a second that dress was fucking whack her makeup was sweated off by the time she got there. Her hair was just like nothing. It was just like it laying limply. And like the crown, it looks like it came from Party City, like you said. Yeah. She is drunk and 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 also just completely not delivering the lines. I like was screaming at the TV. I was like, bad actor, bad actor. No, like the thing is, even if she were even if she were just like, um, like a convincing bitch, yes. I would be rooting for her. In Thank a, you. Where I would just be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be a but bitch. We love bitches. She's none of those things, though. Like, And she's just like overly confident in a way that makes me angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I want 1% of this woman's confidence, and I think that I would have a better life. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like somewhat admirable. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, I just found myself genuinely angry, but not angry in the way that I could be if I was, like, a basic Bachelor Nation audience member. You know, like, basic Bachelor Nation audience members are, like, mad at Crystal, you know, for, like, stealing Ari's time and doing all these things. But I'm sitting here mad at Queen Victoria because she's just, like, not delivering this, <laughs> this like, princess line better or something. Mm-hmm. I don't no. know what's going on. I have a feeling she won't be, like, our main villain. I really mm-hmm. hope not. She's obviously just, like, an early villain. But... It's also, like, it's just such a waste of time. Like, I yeah. would have rather seen one of the other <laughs> girls be a villain. Like, make Kit the villain. She's supposed to be yeah. the villain. She's 21. Uh, she's 21 and rich. Like, class solidarity, please. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, Bachelor Nation deserves better, and I say that very rarely. But this is <laughs> this is lazy villainy, and I'm not having it. Not this season. Um... <laughs> But Victoria does have one thing going for her. Um, she's really fucking smart. Um, which we saw on Instagram today when she turned off all her of her comments on her post. Because uh, she had 85 people at her birthday party. But don't worry, they were all COVID tested. No, they weren't. Um, <laughs> she has like a... She has some one-on-one time with Matt. And she is completely like befuddled when he uses the completely normal expression, drinking from a fire hose, which mm-hmm. means... He's overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, he explains what that means to her. And then once again, because she's wasted, she's like, but I'm like the best fire hose though. So I'll make the best drink for you. 
what the uh, hell and fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, what are you talking about? <laughs> she doesn't not get it at all. No, she doesn't get it at all. I, I wish she were making like a euphemism even. Like if you're saying you're a squirter, there's a different way to do that. Thank you. One time I hooked up with this woman um, on a one night stand and she didn't warn me that she was going to squirt down my throat. <laughs> Sorry, I should have trigger warned in this whole conversation. But she fucking did that and I felt like I was drinking from a fire <laughs> at that moment because she just like shot down my throat and it was, uh, I, I, I'm fine to be squirted on, but I was just, no warning, absolute no warning. Um, and yeah, so at least if Victoria had been making that, you know, metaphor. We would, we would be celebrating that. Yeah. But like, girls never squirted. Yeah. Nobody on this <laughs> season has squirted. <laughs> Except for perhaps Queen Katie. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> we're going to call Queen Katie. Yeah, we're going to call Katie the queen now. Yeah, Queen Katie. <laughs> Ugh. And then, so, like, once they're done um, with her stupidity, um, Queen V is just harassing the rest of everybody else um, and making me lose my fucking mind. She's, like, talking to Amber. Um, rest in peace, Amber. Uh, she's like, literally, just go. Literally. Why are you waiting? If I say <laughs> literally again, you have to go. Literally. And I'm just like, oh my god, I'm triggered by you, high school bully. Like, she is still harassing girls in high school, I swear to god. (laughs) She leaves the room. Everyone laughs at her. It made me love mean girls. Like, I'm proud to be one. This is, this is why we're mean. (laughs) You can't be a person like this. (laughs) We are the worst people ever. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay, Kristen... Baldwin is worse, but okay, I, sure. I will agree that I am not a good person. Yeah, we are not good people. I feel so bad to all our new subscribers. Um, <laughs> mm. Please Sorry. stay. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> um, this is the point where Chris brings in the first impression, Rose. Um, I think earlier in the night, he's like, okay, so Matt, you've never done this before. Just so you know, I'm going to bring in a real special Rose. <laughs> this means you have to give it to someone that you really like. And I'm just already so over this, like, trope of them pretending like Matt doesn't understand how yeah. the show works at all. Um, it's yeah, stupid. like, Chris gets a ladder and tries to give him a noogie. And once again, like, Matt is ten feet tall and you're four foot six. <laughs> like, yeah. please treat him like an adult. Thank yeah. you. Well, can we just use Chris as the first impression rose? Matt just picks him up, puts him in his fucking pocket. <laughs> and then he, like, goes, hi, will you take this rose? And it's Chris Harrison. Oh, no, um, you don't and want any dead. of the women to have to deal with him. <laughs> That's true. But if he's dead, it's okay. True. Um, uh, so the girls who haven't talked to him get noticeably nervous, of course. Um, Victoria has an inflated sense, sense of self-confidence. Again, we don't know why. Um, <laughs> does she go and talk to him again? Yeah, she point? talks to him again. Oh, my God. And she's just like, I don't know why these women aren't going up and talk to him. Like, I I already told Amber to go. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm just going to go talk to him and I'm going to get the first impression, Rose. Yeah. It's such a such a Demi move. It really is. And But Demi did it so much better. Yeah. Um, you have to have queer energy to pull that off. <laughs> Please. There is uh, 0% queer energy in Queen Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> um, we see Matt talking to Brie, who's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Um, about being mixed and being raised by a single white moms. Um, that's a really special moment. It's really nice. I'm kind of like, oh shit, is he going to give her the first impression, Rose? Mm-hmm. Um, but then he talks to our girl, Abigail. 
from the home <laughs> team. We love her. <laughs> Abigail has this great moment uh, where she talks about her sister who is also deaf and has inspired her to be more vocal, to be herself. I mean, it was it was just a beautiful moment. Matt's also just like really engaged and he just like how do you think that has been having a sister as well? And she talks about how her sister was older, so it really paved the way and the sister was really amazing. We just always like introduce Abigail and you know, make her feel comfortable. That was so sweet. It was such a Um, sweet moment. Yeah. And the entire time, Matt's just, like, looking at her Mm -hmm. and just, like... He's got, like, the stars in his eyes. It's really cute. (laughs) And he's kind of, like, biting his lip and, like, moving around a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God, what is going on right now? Because, like, we haven't... We don't know Matt, you know? Like, I've never seen Matt kiss a woman. So here's the thing. We've never seen Matt kiss a woman. Yeah. Every time we see a lead... Who's who has been on the show before? We've seen them kiss before, mm-hmm. and like we get a I, vibe. Like yeah. you can kind of tell when people are like into each other, but this is the first time we're seeing it. And so when he leans in to kiss her, I like screamed in a way that I I had to like think about it later. I was like, why did I get so emotional over it? It was because I've never seen Matt kiss before, and it yeah. was just like a shock to my system. Yeah. I yeah I was like I I think I scream texted you last night and I was just like I'm so here for this and like honestly like as a viewer um like we've talked about it before like I I watched like the earlier seasons when I was younger with my mom and then Mm I hopped back in sort of around the time that Chris Sewell's came in and before before Chris Sewell's they used to just like do like a a blind casting of The Bachelor. Like, they didn't always um, cast from the previous season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I understand why they started doing that. Because, you know, it's hard to invest in a completely new cast of people. But I actually kind of like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's a moment. I can't. Oh, man, I really do wish who it was. But do you remember the moment last night where somebody. Oh, well, I think it was Rachel. So I have mixed feelings about Rachel. <laughs> but. Um, she brings up this moment about how she really feels like she's, she wasn't sure she was going to come on the show, but when she found out it was Matt, she really wanted to come on because it was also his first time. And I like, that spoke to me too. I was like, wow, can you imagine? You're right. Going through this with somebody who's like never done it before. It would be special. Yeah. Like you're figuring it out together instead of just sort of feeling like you're alone in being like, not that what the producers do is always manipulative, but it has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, also to share with, like, the person you're trying to connect with mm-hmm. this same experience instead of, you know, just, like, the people that you're competing against being mm-hmm. in this experience. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it feels, like, easier to be vulnerable mm-hmm. that Yeah, I way. think, you know, I think if previously they want to be genuine too, but they also know there's a pressure because they've been through the system a little bit. They really like, know it more. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know that. Like, he knows it's important. He says so a million times last night, but he doesn't really fully grasp it in a, in a lived experience type of way, rather. Yeah. Um, so. I think that he is um, at a bit of a disadvantage with that, um, but it makes it easier, I think, for the mm-hmm. contestants. Yeah, this is true. So he gives Abigail the first impression rose. They kiss. It's really sweet. Thank you, Abigail. (laughs) Also, this is the first season I am remembering in quite a while where there was one kiss, right? One kiss night one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Wow. 
Well, I mean, it's Matt's not a whore if yeah. I were to quote Kristen Baldwin. <laughs> wow. Respectable bachelor. <laughs> Respectable. And then we get the rose ceremony. Um, thank you so much to the producers for putting the two women who have the same dress on right in front of each other. Um, otherwise, we might have gone the entire night without noticing it. Um. <laughs> I just like... I hope that there was, like, I hope that they came up with, like, some sort of, like, bullshit story. Like, they were asking the girls questions, Mm -hmm. like, leading questions, like, oh, are you mad that this happened? And that they had some material they could go off of. Um, But it just wasn't necessary when they were in the editing process because Victoria gave us the gift of awful. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't need to, like falsify drama because victoria fell down the stairs and then just remained awful the rest of the episode (laughs) thank you victoria (laughs) thank you victoria you saved the first episode that's the last time i will thank her (laughs) so um we uh joining um abigail Mm -hmm. in the safe zone we have brie rachel chelsea sarah mj uh, the person, not the sex toy. Um, Serena P, Kayla, Kristen, Kit, Maggie, Piper, Mari, Ileana, Yesenia, Kaylee, Marilyn, Serena C, Lauren, Sydney, Alana, Katie, Anna, um, who all get roses from Matt, and then Victoria gets the coveted producer rose. <laughs> <laughs> Great distinction, Danica. <laughs> yeah, uh... Several women made it, and Victoria got saved for being awful. Thank you, I Victoria. I am very anxious to have to come up with nicknames for all of these women, but mm-hmm. we will... We'll do it probably, like, halfway through. <laughs> which one Which one is the one that I said looked just like the gal oh. from Schitt's Creek? Yeah, Sir, uh, Anna. Anna. No, it was not Anna. You fool. Yeah, it was. No, it was the one I said looked like Meredith. Well, I know, but, but I think that's Anna. No. No, it's Sarah. It's Sarah. Did you put Sarah on here? Yeah. Is there a Sarah? Yes, she was the fourth one. Oh, yeah, she's up there top. <laughs> yes. Sarah legitimately looks just like the sister, Alexis, from Schitt's Creek. I screamed about it last night for like an hour. <laughs> and then I went online and I was like, oh, the East Coast saw it first. So Oops. I'm. What I say is no longer relevant. Um, right. <laughs> Um, so this means we are saying goodbye to Alicia, Amber, Carolyn, Cassandra, Corinne, Imani, Kimberly, and Sine. And like I said last week, I knew he wasn't going to like Carolyn, which meant he would not like me. So once again, I get eliminated night one. Did you again. remain in? Wait, you, yeah, you were the, you were the bitch that showed up in your lingerie and you yeah, definitely that stayed. That sounds about right. Fuck yep. Yeah. Yes, I'm here. Poor. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> no, but he totally would send you home. Just, I mean, we have to make oh, that incredibly clear. <laughs> I know. I, I know my place in the franchise. It's always, I've had so many dreams where, like, I go on The Bachelor and I get sent home night one. And I wake up with, like, secondhand embarrassment. Like, but it would happen. Mm-hmm. It's true. It would it would happen. You would you would fall. You would get drunk. You would cry like at weird times. Like you would I cry would, like, <laughs> like yeah. I would take a nap and I would be like Abraham Lincoln took naps. <laughs> I can. <laughs> <laughs> um. So 
Were you surprised by any of the girls that he sent home? Um, I, Carolyn, to be honest, I just, I really, mostly because I thought she was going to be, like, a producer pick for mm-hmm. sticking around. Um, I, I uh, guess I was surprised by Alicia because she yeah. had, um, she was one of the people that had, uh, like, a, a longer, like, intro at the beginning. Oh, yeah, it's true. She was the ballerina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um let's see, Corinne went home. Yeah. I'm Imani, I was kind of surprised by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just yeah, I don't I guess I don't really know what his type is officially yet, you know. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like I I we're going to have to get to know him a little bit, I guess. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And see him make mistakes. And I mean, like you we were saying earlier about how um him being new to the system can be refreshing. It can also be scary because the producers might manipulate him more than they might someone else. Um like a Claire um <laughs> who didn't didn't take it you know so mm-hmm. um i hope that we don't just get like a final six that has all of like the villains and like two people we like that would be yeah. really unfortunate nobody wants to see that no um we get a tasty little preview of what's going to happen in the next few weeks it was just like back-to-back shots i was like so overwhelmed i'm like i don't know what's happening i don't know either but like from what i gathered they're they're bringing in people in the middle of the season and i know that they did that last season too but that was because taisha deserved a chance to meet people other than bennett and she sent them all home anyway um but like i i was really surprised that they brought people in not not they brought in heather too the, the never been kissed gal who, like, I liked Heather. Um, I appreciate that she, like, saw Colton was like, not for me. Goodbye. I'm, and she's perfect for this. She's eight feet tall. She's <laughs> totally appropriate for Matt James. But I'm curious as to who they brought in that he is upset by. Oh, um, I mean, no, I guess that's spoilers. I won't say. I know who. Okay, well, I thought that this was a no-spoiler podcast. I know, well, I'm so, not going to say it. I mean, I could say it, um, but... No, I'm actually mad at you for knowing. <laughs> oh, I see. So, no, I know, people are fucking insane in my fucking in the DMs. They always just... I don't know. No, we've been getting really... People have been really, 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 really good about not sending um, spoilers. So I, I am not shitting on that. Um, that. I think I actually saw this one because I was following reality steve at the time or something it was uh, a mistake i made and i will you will apologize to me later (laughs) (laughs) Mm. yeah i mean i'm fine i'm fine with whatever i don't i don't like it when people come in because i just want to keep going you know i'm just tired Mm -mm. i just want to keep going it's already been like a year like we don't we don't need other people at this point. We really don't. But I'm I am excited to see where the Heather plotline goes. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't on Paradise or anything. She didn't mm-hmm. want to be a part of it. And so mm-hmm. like I think it's totally fine that she's like, I think this guy's attractive and I wanna try it out. Good for Let's her. Yeah, she's friends with Hannah B, so mm-hmm. um she probably has the in um on knowing that Matt you know, Hannah likes Matt, so you know, Heather's like, Yeah, this sounds like a great idea for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that that all tracks to me for sure. Um, gosh, we did it. We did it. We fucking yeah. did it. We didn't even say we were tired this episode. Now I'm tired. <laughs> now I'm fucking tired. I'm tired and I'm a little drunk, but I'm excited. I'm excited for this season. I'm yeah. I'm. 
I was really tired this week, though. I know we you just said we couldn't say that we're tired, but I was this week, y'all. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry if I, like, um, <laughs> didn't really do as much stuff that I normally do, but it was, it was a lot. Thanks, Jenna. I'll forgive you eventually. <laughs> um, I also will not pull my weight. Um, so. <laughs> that would be weird if you did suddenly. I was oh. uh, not sure how to handle it, to be honest. Ouchie. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was really involved in Bean Dad discourse. I didn't have time for Bachelor. <laughs> so Excuse true, Bean Dad. Me. Um, <laughs> Being dead. Oh, but yeah, um, for those of you who subscribe to Patreon, expect more updates about what the fuck we're doing in the <laughs> next couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, we are so excited for this season. I'm. I mean, I don't want to speak for you. I think we're both really excited for this season yeah. and to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, it's just gonna be. It's gonna be messy and it's gonna be different and it's in a different location and all new people and um, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a very bachelor bachelor season. I just really wish we could have one fucking week where there isn't like outside drama happening. Um, I can't fully speak to the Rachel stuff that's happening because there's still more information coming in. But Rachel continues to be on my watch list. <laughs> oh my god, I thought you meant Rachel, the former no. bachelorette, for a second. No. And I was like, wait, I don't know what's going on. No. Um. No. Yeah. Rachel's well, this season. Yes, that I understand now. Um, okay. We'll see. Yeah. We're watching. Yeah. And by we, just, I mean Jenna. Yeah. Um, just, just stay locked and loaded to the uh, Instagram for <laughs> breaking news breaking of news. people being on their bullshit. Um, but speaking of us being on our bullshit, we love y'all. We will continue to be on our bullshit until um, one of us dies. and <laughs> Or Chris Harrison dies. Um, God willing. <laughs> 2021 oh also um just putting one last note of hopeful positivity into the air at florida or not florida georgia elections are today so we're waiting to hear whether or not we get to um you know live for the next four years or not so positive thoughts in the atmosphere (laughs) and on that note good night i'm so excited for the new season of the bachelor to start and just very, very closely in a couple of things that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, first of all, Matt's chat with Chris Harrison. As a black woman, it just rubbed me completely the wrong way. Just when he said that there's pressure from to date a certain type of person, it was like, okay, we get it. You feel as though black people need you to get with a black woman and he didn't need to say that because first of all no i'm not trying to generalize everyone but i'm pretty sure nobody cares that is a white person cares who he gets with and it was definitely aimed at the black community and i was just like it was definitely something that didn't need to be said it only put him in a less favorable light um which is just so frustrating because we knew we know what we know you grew up with your white mother and you have predominantly white friends. We know how that's going to happen. You just don't need to word as if they're breathing down your neck and trying to force you to do all this stuff because that's not how it's happening. Another thing was, um, you know, definitely has made me realise a lot of different 
things I was not impressed with in the last episode um, to do with Rachel. Um, we all knew to keep an eye on keep an eye on her because of a few things that were posted on her Instagram uh, during the whole the when the whole Black Lives Matter situation was as its at its largest, um, and I just think that was a bit like okay i was like maybe i'll give her the benefit of the doubt here we don't know what she's like maybe she'll say sorry nothing was said um two the way she was crying at the prayer i don't ever want to put anyone down for their emotions but the prayer crying seriously there was nothing about that prayer that would have made me want to shed a tear or be like constantly wiping my eyes because i was so affected by it I just thought, oh, this is BS. And in a number of promos, they like to shove it in our faces a lot, which I'm getting annoyed at. They like to shove the fact that her and Matt are having a conversation about love and how love is love and she doesn't see colour and that she acknowledges it in every single way. Yeah, love is love and, you know, you might not want to see it. But at the end of the day it absolutely does matter um you can't be in this whole lovey-dovey bubble whatever happens if you try to take a step back you're going to realize that it absolutely does matter being an interracial relationship it does matter absolutely color does matter and there are conversations that are going to need to be had if if she does end up being his final pick who knows that need to be had and if you are saying stuff like that quite early on I just it's a bit worrying like I truly don't think she's ever spoken with a non-white person because that really pisses me oh I don't know if I'm gonna say that that really rubs me the wrong way as a black woman it's just like I don't have any time I hear that it's just like oh it just sounds like some of those celebrities are like I see you, I hear you, no you don't, like the whole I see you thing, good enough seeing it, but are you truly taking anything in, are you really taking anything in, because I don't think you are, but anyways, I do hope that Matt finds love, there are definitely some ladies that um, have already taken affection with me, I love Abigail, I love Brie, I really like Sarah, honestly, I liked all the ladies, like, normally there's one, I mean, with the exception of Victoria, that maybe you mightn't be, you might be a bit like, oh, but they were all seem so lovely, and I just hope it ends well for Matt, um, it'd be really unfortunate if it doesn't, but would we be surprised? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all, happy new year, Jenna and Danica, my two favorite girls who I love to hate. <laughs> I missed y'all. It's Shanice, and this season is going to be the opposite of Clacia's season. The promo already told us that it's going to be a lot of drama. Clacia's season, we had some mature conversations, some mature men. These girls, pretty immature as fuck. That's nothing. I think Matt needs some immature girl, because he's an immature man. But that's the tea. The conversation with Chris... Delete is black square on Instagram, Harrison, was trash. This is why we need black people behind the scenes. A black consultant or something. Because Chris Harrison don't give a fuck. I don't understand why that conversation needed to happen. Matt, you do not need to give us a disclaimer that you're going to pick a white person. 
We don't need it. Go with your heart. Even if it means picking someone that's racist as fuck. Who cares? Go with your heart. Your mom is a maggot. You're a Republican. Whatever. First episode was boring. But the ladies, I loved seeing the ladies. They were pretty entertaining. So that was pretty memorable. I'm looking forward to this season because I need a shit show. We just got two love stories from Clarendale, Tasha and Zach. So I know this season is going to be the shit show that we need to start 2021. That's nothing. The other thing I need to mention is Rachel. Why do producers keep bringing racist people on this freaking show? Especially when the lead is black. Here we have Rachel who has all these stuff coming up from her past about her being racist. And a girl talking about she bullied her for dating a black guy. And now Rachel is on. Racist Rachel is on TV trying to date Matt. I don't like it. But yeah, that's all I have for right now. I'm so upset. I have so much more to say. But it's not coming right now. But I have a happy new year and I can't wait for the recaps. Love y'all. Thank you for listening to Date Card Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are Date Card Pod. On Twitter, we are Date Card Podcast. You can email us at datecardthepodcast at gmail. And make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at Drunk Feminist on Instagram. And Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight, when you are ready. What up, So Below listeners? It's your boy Shane Hosey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Hosey Hustle. Every other week I sit down with a guest and we talk about product and service submissions from you, the listener. Terrible ideas, like cigarettes for dogs. And we'll sit there and we'll talk about how to make them ready for the big scary economy. Basically, we take bad ideas and we make them worse. So why don't you give us a listen? The Hosey Hustle, part of So Below Media. Now get back to the show you were originally listening to. You probably like it a lot. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.